welcome to Accessible Astrology. I am your host, psychotherapist, and astrologer, Eugenia Crock. In this podcast, I allow astrology to become accessible, to take astrology out of only the head and place it softly into our hearts. Astrology is nature. As the sun rises, so do we. When it is dark and cold outside, we hibernate. And in the middle of the night, with the moon full above, we howl. The ancients understood that the earth and that we as individuals are part of a great ecosystem of outer and inner space, both reflecting one another. However, when we truly understand astrology, we can use it in many harmful ways. With this knowledge, we have the power to hurt others and mostly ourselves. Here, we will learn the ethics of being an integral astrologer. We will learn how to use this information to benefit and heal from, not to live in fear of. And while astrology gives us the keys to the universe, our life is ultimately ours. We determine the fate of our destiny by choosing love, by choosing gratitude, by choosing honesty, by choosing faith. No matter the challenges or the rewards, the perspective of our lives is ours alone. The ancients who developed astrology looked above to guide their world and their earthly creations. In this podcast, I guide your eyes off of your chart into the heavens above and then deep into your own knowing. To explore your chart with me and to join the community, visit AccessibleAstrology.com. Let's learn astrology. Let's converse. But always, let's remember to breathe. Today, we talk about October of 2019. Welcome everyone back to the podcast. It's Eugenia Crock here with an episode about the astrology of 2000, excuse me, October of 2019. And this is something I've tried to do a little bit here and there recently, just because I think it's kind of cool just to have an idea of not just important dates, but kind of the energy of the month, right? And just to kind of feel into the bigger story. What is the bigger storyline of our lives, right? We are this interesting uh, set of patterns, right? And that is ultimately what our astrology chart shows us. Our natal astrology chart shows us the pattern that we are Once we start to really understand our pattern, we start to understand those who we attract into it, right? We start to understand that of which we will enjoy our home environment, our work environment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so when we start to really feel into the patterns of the month of astrology that is coming, we're not doing it because we want to predict because we just can't. And I've said that enough times on this podcast, like you cannot predict the future. I don't care how hard you try. Well, maybe some people can, I have no idea, but that's not my skill. And also it's not something I'm hugely engaged in all the time. Uh, but for me, when I'm looking at the astrology ahead, it's to really understand 
how to sit with that energy as it unfolds in my daily life, right? So last episode, I talked all about the overview of the astrology of September 2019, which I thought was like such a profound month. And there was so much I didn't even mention (laughs) about the actual month that I want to mention a little bit in today's podcast, because it's going to relate to the astrology of October. But this is just to really start to feel into how to best utilize the energy, right? I talk a lot about, I've done this a couple of times and I've given you all homework to, uh, to work on at home. You know, one month it was make art and one month it was try to find a little time to set the intention in the morning to meditate. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, for this episode as well, just kind of how to, how to flow with nature. For example, if it's summer out, I would recommend, you know, having a pair of shorts and a tank top. If winter's coming, I'm going to say it might be a good idea to get boots and a coat, right? It's the same idea. And take what works and leave what doesn't. And ultimately, your life is yours and your path is yours and your pattern is yours as well. And so uh, so I'll look forward to looking into this. Now, this is kind of a summarized version of the longer outlook I do for the community members. I usually spend about an hour a month to go through the astrology of the month. And I go through a lot more of the like very nuanced details. In this public episode, it's really to get a a general gist or sense of the astrology or an idea to to be able to work with it ultimately. Uh, But again, who fucking knows? (laughs) Right. And that's the thing about it is, you know, we do our best as humans. We are doing our best to try to serve humanity and to work with one another. And I think that it's important to know that I am a human as much as you are. And when I look at astrology, I come to it from my own perspective and my own values and my own pattern. And that's really important to always keep in mind when listening to any podcast ever or anyone who talks about anything ever. Right. Uh, ultimately we only really know our own truth. And I, I, I feel like over and over and over again, life keeps teaching me that I ask for advice for about something from one friend and they'll say one thing. I'll ask a different friend. They'll say a different thing. And then you realize, wow, that's their perspective, but it's good to get perspective, but ultimately life, our life is ours. Okay. Um, so a quick announcement. I mentioned on the last podcast that I only have a couple of slots left for, uh, seeing clients this year. Uh, those have been filling up. So be sure to grab a spot if you want to get a reading from me before 2020. Uh, the announcement I'm making about the opportunity for what I'm offering for 2020 is this. So last year I did a personal outlook for a select group of people. I think I did it for maybe like 20 people or something like that. And I'm going to do that again this year. And essentially what I did for these individuals, and this is clients I work with, is I gave them a month by month outlook, kind of like what I'm doing right now. And I think what people loved so much about that, and I got such great feedback and continue to, is it's helped people really be able to go through their life's experience, replay back whatever it was I was speaking about, kind of the energy or the theme of their life for that moment, and to really be able to work with it, right? So maybe if I had given myself an outlook 
uh, I would have been like, wow, July is going to be like wild. And it's, you know, you know, and I, and I don't say that necessarily, but these are the themes that are really wanting to get uh, brought up and triggered this month. And this is a great way to work with it. And this is why this is up for you right now. Right. And so I would have gone through, say the, the month of July and be like, okay, this totally makes sense. Right. This totally makes sense why I'm feeling this way or whatever. And so it's a really personalized look at your chart. It's like a mini astrology reading for each month of the year for you. Uh, but I'm also offering an opportunity to people who maybe aren't clients and don't want to get into that kind of, um, investment. Uh, I'm also offering a general outlook for, the public. So I'm going to do a month by month blow starting in December. And this is for the personal outlooks as well. I'm going to do the astrology of December, 2019, because I think it's super, 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 super powerful all the way through the end of 2020. And so that is going to be an option. If you want to purchase that as well, you can do a video or an audio option. And there's also going to be an option this year of a meditation for each month. So kind of like what I've been doing with, uh, these podcasts, you know, you know, helping set intention and work with the energy of the month, there will be a general, uh, opportunity to do that for each month. So going through the astrology of each month and then giving you an actual meditation to listen to and to work with each month of the year with that extra month in December, 2019, because again, it's so big. So I have that available now for pre-order at my website, accessibleastrology.com. It'll be pretty obvious how you can book that on the website. I am offering a discount uh, for early bird people who purchase this before, uh, you know, before we get towards the holidays. So if you do purchase this in the next month, in the month of October, you'll get a 15% discount. And I am going to offer 25% off of all of it for patrons. So for people who support my work at the $15 tier or above, you will get that 15 or 25% off all of it. And uh, of course, this is all meant to help serve you and to give you support and tools on your path and on your journey. And it worked so well last year that I definitely want to do it again this year. So be sure to go uh, check that out at accessibleastrology.com. I'll try to post links on social media and everywhere as well and newsletter. So stay tuned for that. One other piece of business is that I spoke about on the last episode, a book I started reading, which like kind of has changed the course of my life and it's called Love Addiction. I did not give you the author and a couple of people of you or a couple of you reached out and said, who wrote this? <laughs> I want to read this book because I ain't the only love addict out there. No, oh, no, sir. No way. Uh, and so the book was called Love Addiction is called Love Addiction by Pia Melody. And she does another um, book about codependence. And, you know, codependence is a term that is very often used in the mental health world um, because it's something a lot of people uh, deal with is uh, codependence. The idea of getting lost in someone else. And I always, you know, I've obviously studied that and read it and I've worked with it, uh, as a, you know, as I trained for my mental health therapy degree. Uh, and I never really resonated so much with that codependent stuff. And then as soon as I read the love addiction, I was like, Oh, this is why <laughs> I'm the counterpart to the codependent. Um, and so those books give you some really good information on those two topics. And, those two topics are actually a really, really, really great place to segue into the astrology of October 2019. So stay tuned. 
All right. So let's go ahead and jump into October of 2019. So as I spoke about in last week's episode about the Jupiter, I really focused on the Jupiter-Neptune square, the Jupiter-Neptune dance, the dance of grief and expansion. So loss and expansion. And I talked a lot about September really releasing a lot for a lot of us. There was a massive point of release. It was like, um, it was like a balloon got popped or something like that. And all this like air and tension was released. And a lot of us um, wound up going through major life changes in that month. And, uh, part of that was the square of Neptune and uh, Jupiter. But part of it also that I want to, to mention, because this is going to play into the astrology of October, is that Saturn went direct in the sign of Capricorn. And that was really, really important uh, in terms of the forward motion of what we need to do to contain and um, create form and recognize time, right? So what needs to be consolidated in terms of our use of time in our life, because we only have so much time in this world, right? So one of the things would have been in September, let's say maybe you have um, friends or neighbors or a partner or family members, whoever, but people who are like literally wasting your time, right? Saturn moving direct in Capricorn made sure that you really understood that your life is limited, right? You will die. And so what you have and what you cannot buy really is time. I think you can buy time in the sense that if you get your finances in order, you have more opportunities to be luxurious with your time. But ultimately, you can have all the money in the world and you cannot live forever. And so Saturn coming in going direct in September, he was really saying, okay, your time is limited and therefore it's your most valuable commodity. Don't let anyone waste it. And certainly don't you yourself, right? Don't waste your time, right? There is a path, there is an energy, move forward. If anyone is stopping you from moving forward, kick them out of the fucking way. I say that lovingly by the way. Um, and so that was part of the astrology of, of September that was important. But the other piece about it that was really important ties into this month. And this was the square of Venus to Saturn. And I talked a lot about the big, big emphasis on relationships in September because we had a, well, we had a Venus star point. We had a Venus-Mars conjunction, meaning that they are starting a new cycle with each other. And Mars and Venus is is all about relationships. It's about how we love and how we desire. And how we love and desire usually ends up in the people that we love and desire, right? And so that full moon in Pisces, it really was like, is this is this really how you want your relationships to look? So even if you didn't have a relationship end or anything like that in September, maybe the way you relate to someone, you were like, maybe I shouldn't relate like that. So maybe I'm depending too much on this person for X and that's getting in the way of me getting on with my life. Right. And, and so I'm going to set a boundary with that person or it could have looked a lot of different ways. Um, 
uh, lots of ways. And so maybe it was also like a relationship with the child. Like I'm going to start acting differently with my child or so on and so forth. There's something with a boss. It doesn't matter. Relationships are relationships are relationships. And this, um, Venus square Saturn is part of that, right? Because Saturn is father time. He is, He's also the carpenter of the Zodiac. I like to think of him as, and you know, when you're building a house, for example, um, like right now I've been uh, fixing uh, my house and you can't just like knock down a wall and do whatever you want. You have to be very strategic whilst building a structure and very methodical about where, you know, plumbing is going and where electricity is going and insulation. And there's a lot of steps to it. And you have to be relatively practical when building a, a structure or building a home in the case of Saturn in Capricorn. And so th- there is this time constraint. So I know a lot of people, uh, very naively go into like building homes or home construction. They think, Oh, it's going to be, it's going to take six months. I'm like obsessed with home improvement shows, (laughs) actually not home improvement shows. That's actually the wrong term. I'm obsessed with home architecture shows. So shows that are about different architecture throughout the world. And I'm very, very, very drawn to anything home related. I have my nodes in cancer and Capricorn and you'll watch these shows and it's these people who are building, you know, they're putting down, I don't know, $5 million to build this really architecturally sound building. And it takes them half, it takes them twice as much money and twice as much time than they originally think about. Uh, and a lot of them actually wind up uh, selling those homes or airbnb them. You can actually see a lot of them on Airbnb. But I digress. The point is that I don't think they realized how much time and energy it takes to build something like a really magnificent, architecturally sound home. And Saturn does that, right? He shows us our limitations because, again, don't waste time. Time is a limited commodity. It just is. And you can, you can, you you know, give yourself opportunities to create more with, you know, again, good finances, good scheduling, good preparation, like building for a house, but it is limited. And so when Venus comes into a square with Saturn, I talked about the square in the last episode, the traffic light scenario, Venus squaring Saturn is this tension around Venus, the heart relationship, right? And she was in the month of September in the sign of Libra. And Libra is what she rules, it's relationships. And so there was this element of Saturn coming in and saying, wait a second, wait a second about relationships, right? But what gets really interesting this month is that doesn't really stop because not only is Venus technically still square with Saturn at the beginning of the month, well, it depends on technicalities. I'm a pretty wide-orbed astrologer. But she's square, and then she is also, Venus is square to Pluto, and Pluto will be moving direct on the 3rd of October. And so we'll have Venus square Pluto on the first day of the month in Libra, right? And then on the 3rd, once Pluto moves direct, that energy is even more potent. And on the 4th, Mars enters the sign of Libra. Okay, so we've got the two signs of relationship in the sign, sorry, the two planets 
that rule relationship, Venus and Mars shifting into the sign of Libra, the sign of relationships. Whilst the sun is in the sign of relationships, all of this making a square to the south node, Saturn and Pluto. Okay. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Again, I have no fucking clue how this is going to look. None. But I do know that those, that dance, that square, it feels very transformative, right? Very potent, powerful opportunity to transform our relationships, how we do them, what they look like, uh, you know, how to move forward with them, right? And all the while we have to keep in mind, what did we just go through in September? We were releasing and letting go of anything that was kind of getting in our way of fulfilling the cycle of Jupiter and Neptune that started in 2009, I feel like I'm getting really astrological gibberish, nibberish <laughs> in this uh, podcast. And I hate that. I think it's too much. But let's just take it back a step. Let's let's get away from semantics. And let's get into a more general feeling of this month. And also, I just need to mention that the moon is in Scorpio on the first day of the month opposing Uranus. And that has a lot to do with this. But this month is going to feel a lot of, we're going to feel a lot of Libra and a lot of Scorpio. This is the energy of this month. And Libra and Scorpio, Scorpio is the element of transformation, right? And so when we move into the season of Scorpio, Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, but the plants begin to die and the really beautiful leaves shift on the trees, similar to its opposing season in Taurus where it's really beautiful because life is coming from the underworld back to us. Uh, in Scorpio, it's going back down. It is it, Scorpio is a passage into the dark, right? And even though we have moved through the equinox and we are now at the second half of the year, Scorpio ushers us into the darkness. It ushers us into the transformation of winter, of the darkest night of the year, right? I, as I get older, I'm always like, oh, we're going into darkness and coldness. Oh. It's pretty intense, especially if you live super high on the, on the Northern Hemisphere and the globe. It's very dark, very long and cold and pretty intense. And so you have to kind of buckle up and get ready to transform. And that is really, I think, what the month of October is ultimately about, is buckling up and getting ready to transform, Right. First with Venus and relationships, Venus making the square to Pluto, South Node, and um, Saturn, but especially to Pluto, right? Pluto rules Scorpio. He is the god of the underworld. So the god of the underworld is at a traffic light with the goddess of love, right? And he and her are dancing. And this is the final square of the dance of Venus to Pluto, Right? There's the, there's the first quarters, there's the first square, the opposition, then the last square, and then the conjunction, the traffic lights, keep that in mind. And so something needs to transform in this month in how we do relationships, how we relate. And I talked about that love addiction and codependent book because I think they're really good tools, fairly helpful tools. But the reason I bring those up, you may relate to those topics, you may not, is because how we relate has everything to do with how we attached to our parents in childhood, 
Okay. I also think our charts are just uniquely ours in that, you know, not everything is on, on the head or on the shoulders of our parents, but ultimately that experience of attachment in the first three years of life and certainly the first three months of life really, really have a profound impact on how we're going to connect with people as adults. So if there was no one around a lack of attachment as a child, so a child born more in isolation, a bit similar to me um, growing up in a isolated place, uh, we might become an addict, a love addict, because we're looking for attachment and we're desperate for it because we don't have it, right? Or we might be a meshed attachment where somebody, uh, one of our parents is just like glomming onto us and getting all of their love and juice from us where, you know, ideally you'd rather see the parent get that from the partner, right? And so that attachment style is infinite and it's kind of the the cornerstone or the foundation of modern psychology. It's, it's what you focus a lot on in, when you get your degree in, in psychotherapy uh, is, is what is attachment. And there's lots and lots of research and studies uh, that have been happening for about a hundred years, well over a hundred years. And so one of those studies was actually, uh, one of the things they looked at is I think during World War II, it might've been one, I should know this, but there was an orphanage in Germany, I believe. I don't know the details of it, but regardless, they went to an orphanage um, where a lot of children had been abandoned because of war and uh, you know all of the things that were politically, economically happening at the time. And they realized that these kids were dying and they couldn't understand why, right? They were really confused. Why? We're giving them food. We're giving them shelter and clothing. Why are they dying? Because no one was loving them and connecting with them, right? We're, like Brene Brown says, we are hardwired towards connection. We humans need it to survive. We need to feel connected, right? And so with Venus in Libra, her where she rules the sign of, and Mars moving into Libra and the sun in Libra at the first part of October, this is all about how we connect. And it's going through some kind of transformation as Venus will square South Node Saturn Pluto, the sun will square South Node Saturn Pluto, and Mars will square South Node Saturn Pluto, right? And those, those fellows over there are all about restructuring us. So this is about restructuring how we attach, right? So one of the things that when we work or when I work with couples, certainly, or when therapists work with couples, I'm not a couples therapist, but I do work with couples. Uh, and if, if you are a couple and you've gone to a couples therapist, if they haven't brought up attachment, run, <laughs> because that is so primal inside of us and how we connect. And it's so bloody unconscious, right? Because it happened when we were so young. And also we've only lived our life, right? So uh, I did not have a meshed um, experience as a child. And I didn't know that was an experience as a child because I only knew what I knew. And so, you know, I only know my way of attaching to, to others and connecting with others. And it looks a lot of different ways. And so as Venus squares these, all of these, this big, big square, this traffic light situation is happening this month. It's super duper, duper important for all of us to really 
think about or dive into our attachment style and how we can heal, right? How can we remove the barricades in our life that prevent us from connection, from true, honest, deep, intimate connection, right? I know, I know couples I've worked with, man, I've worked with a lot of people. I've been doing this for 10 years and I, I know a lot of people. I hear everything. I hear about open relationships. I hear about infidelity. I hear about sexless marriages. I hear the whole gamut. And every time someone comes into my office or someone comes to speak to me, I don't really have a lot of judgment on this because I know that at the core, in the middle of it, at the nucleus of it is is a fear of intimacy or, or, or something around intimacy, right? So maybe we are not getting along with our partners and so we fantasize about someone else. I'm not sure that's really about falling in love with someone else as much as it is about not actually getting the connection that you need, right? And looking into that, really, really getting honest with ourselves about what is it we need to feel connected do we need to become more vulnerable? This is why Brene Brown is so popular because she says vulnerability is key, right? Which is a thing we have to practice, which is when I think about vulnerability and I'm not, you know, the best at it, but it is, these are the phrases I think of when I think of vulnerability. I feel hurt by you. That hurt me. I don't know. That is an incredibly vulnerable thing to say. And I love you. Right? These are some of the things that are hard to say. Right? To speak honestly, I feel hurt by you. That is brave, right? And to actually hear it is even braver. Okay, you feel hurt by me, huh? I can react. I can get angry. I can distance myself. I can, and all of that is keeping us from connection, right? And we all fuck up along the line getting there. We all struggle to be vulnerable, right? And so this is the opportunity this month to do that. There's another important key about this month, and that is that Chiron is in Aries, okay? And Chiron in Aries is the opposite of Libra, Aries is all about ourself and our identity, our identity, right? It's about me, not about we, right? And so Chiron and Aries is asking us to really evaluate what part of ourself is so insecure that we are afraid to connect and be seen, right? Are we telling our partners, I'm not mad at you. I'm just afraid you're going to leave me. Or I am interested in someone else and I want to talk to you about that. I want to know what that, I want to dig into what does this mean for us? Honesty creates intimacy, ultimately. That's a Danielle Pulgar um, 101. (laughs) She tells me that all the time. Honesty creates intimacy. And so when we can name where we're insecure, right? I feel insecure because you don't sleep. We're not having sex. It's making me feel insecure. I feel like you don't love me. 
right? And it can go all the way out to friends, right? I feel hurt by you or I'm not, I'm feeling, uh, I can't connect with you because of X, Y, and Z. Or it's even with our bosses, it's with our family members. Relationships are relationships are relationships, right? When we're talking to another person, that is a relationship. (laughs) Now they get deeper, but, and they will get deeper this month with Venus moving into Scorpio. But this is, this is, this is relating. Can we be honest? And I think that honesty is the most virtuous, uh, honorable act and brave, bravest act a human can live inside of is true honesty. So put that in your pipe and toot on it for a while. Um, okay. So the other thing that then starts to shift is, uh, once these squares happen, (laughs) these deep transformative squares happen with relationship, then we see Mercury move into Scorpio. And then we also see Libra or excuse me, Venus move into Scorpio. So we're starting to see now everything getting pulled deeper into the underworld of transformation and really our heart and our, again, connection being pulled into that, to that boat of, of transformational energy. Of course, we will have a full moon in Aries. And again, this is the axis of relationship and this may illuminate to us our, the insu- our personal insecurities and how they're affecting our ability to connect, right? And to be open and authentic and connected, right? And so one of the things you're going to have to always think about with the full moons is about the new moon. So you really want to go back and look at what was going on for you at the new moon in Aries. And that's a big one because the new moon in Aries is the first moon of the year, right? It starts the the seed of the year. So this is illuminating that halfway point. What have you learned about yourself and how you relate to others? And obviously this, this uh, full moon does make a square, not obviously, but the full moon does then make a square to Saturn and Pluto and the South node and the North node in cancer, but holy transformational. I mean, wow. That's some transformational shit. During that full moon, Venus is in Scorpio, right? So we are at the traffic light of relationships and deeply transforming how we connect. And then Venus is in Scorpio while Mercury's in Scorpio. And Mercury's like, I need to tell you what's really going on, right? And this is to me, you know, when we think about the stages of the Zodiac, Libra is is relationships, but Scorpio is intimacy, right? So we can have relationships with lots of people, but we're not going to share bed with as well, especially as we get older with as many people, right? When we can, when we commit, that's what Scorpio it is, is, is saying, I commit to you. I am committed to going through hell and back with you, right? I have gone through the relationship. I've, I've learned to connect with you. And now I want to go dark and deep and bonded and committed with you right? This is Scorpio. I want to share our finances. I want not share finances necessarily, but share vocabulary around finances, right? I don't tell my friends how much money I have. Um, 
but we share this with partners, right? Uh, it's also uh, talking about really, really hard things, like what happens when you do die. And I know you are going to die, and that's fucking scary. Like, it's scary to commit because I know you'll die one day. How do we prepare for that? That's a very scorpionic conversation to ultimately have. Um, and of course, something to also keep in mind is Venus is going to make an opposition to Uranus um, just before that full moon. And so, so poor Venus, not poor Venus, but holy transformational heart. My God, this is like transforming the the heart of connection and Uranus just like blows shit up. So that Uranus opposition to Venus is really like breaking down any, any barrier of communication that we need to have to, to really be seen and, and, and felt in this world and connected. Um, okay. So then of course, uh, I talked about that general, I guess it's important then to just consider that on the 23rd Venus then does move into Scorpio and at that point, we will have Mercury, Athena, Venus, and the sun in Scorpio. So we have officially entered the transformation into the darkness, into, into the transformation and ushering of the dark, right? And moving into to very, very, very pot potential for deep transformation. I talked about in last time's episode about, you know, it being revealed to us in September, what's getting in our way and what we've been doing, where we've been in fantasy and where we've been checking out and in, in non-reality and having a real wake up call. And this month in October, as everything moves into Scorpio is really about, uh, letting that transformation settle, right? If there was any major changes, you know, I think any major change in life, we have to let it settle, Right. It's really hard to like just end something and like pick up something brand new and start a whole new thing. Right. So whether, you know, you leave your job, you just start scratch at a new job the next day, you know, you know, that you just pick, that's not going to be super easy when someone passes, you can't just like be like, yeah, they're gone. It's all good. Or a relationship ends. You can't just, well, I guess you could, but to just like pick someone, you know, randomly to start a deep, deep connection with right after that is not highly possible. Although people do do that. Um, but that's why they call it the rebound because that's not a real connection. That's just, I need to feel something else for a second. Right. And so letting ourselves settle into any transformational experiences that we've been going through with relationship, this is the month to do that is to really settle into it and, and dig our heels into it. On the 27th, we'll have a new moon in Scorpio. And so that really adds some extra oomph to the Scorpionic content. And last but not least on good old Halloween, we have the gods grace us with a Mercury turning retrograde stationing retrograde in Scorpio at 27 degrees. Wow. So Mercury's like, all right, let's just like really make sure we got down and dirty and work through this shit. Like let's work through it. What is preventing you from connection? And so for this month's homework, I really want everyone to investigate their attachment style. Uh, you can do this with a therapist. You can do this through, uh, you know, 
Googling attachment styles, uh, reading a book, anything like that, anything that is going to give you tools to really break down the barriers that have prevented you from love. And I don't mean like love. It's pretty easy to like just love someone. I mean, what has prevented you from actually committing or be being deeply intimately honest with someone you love, right? And it's really, again, it comes down to attachment. A lot of the things we do that are hurtful to others is just a response of us as children. So I'll use myself as an example. I deal with love addiction. I've learned since that full moon, which is awesome to learn because it's like the key to my life success to really get this. And so I fantasize about my partners being one thing rather than just accepting who they are. And that prevents me from connection, right? And I'm doing it because I'm terrified of intimacy because of my childhood attachment, right? I have to fantasize about it because I don't really know it. Whereas someone who might be enmeshed might cheat, right? They are so terrified of getting enmeshed with their partner the way they got enmeshed with mom or dad. And so they go and they sleep with someone else just to say, I have my own life. Leave me alone, mom and dad. I'm going to go play on my own, right? And so it's not necessarily a cruel act. It's dishonest, but so is holding a fantasy up against a real person, right? That is also uh, unfair, right? And we all do it. We all do it. If we didn't, 50% of marriages would not end in divorce, right? We all struggle to honestly, intimately connect, right? I really encourage you this month to, to, to dig into that information, to really feel into what has prevented you from connection, right? Because we're hardwired for it. We need it. We don't know how to do it. We're terrified of being abandoned, terrified of getting hurt. We've got all this mixed bag in there. But this is a really good, good month to really get clear, you know, get clear about whatever got illuminated in September, October will help us understand the deep psychology of why we were in that situation to begin with and how to heal, right? And how to transition into the flower that we are ultimately becoming. So I think that's all I have to say (laughs) for you all about the month of October. Uh, Of course, for the community, I do do a a much longer extended version of this for an hour and I go into much more detailed, nuanced pieces. You know, I talk a lot more about like asteroids and different aspects everything's making, but this is kind of that general gist. And so if you enjoyed this, really consider uh, um, purchasing or pre-ordering the Outlook for 2020, uh, because this is kind of what it's like. It's just to help you really work with it. Don't predict it. Like next month might be the best month of your life. It might be the worst. I don't fucking know. But I do know that Venus is in Scorpio and Mercury is in Scorpio, but I can't tell you exactly what that means. You know, I can't, I can't, and no astrologer can, right? We can only give you our, uh, interpretation from our own perspective. Right. And, um, and hopefully that serves humanity. So 
If you are interested in that outlook, again, be sure to get the pre-order discount uh, through October at AccessibleAstrology.com and you get a bigger discount if you are a patron. So be sure to join the community there where you'll get bonus episodes and that longer monthly outlook. So, so much love to all of you. You're fabulous and wonderful. Thank you for listening to me. I'm so, so thrilled that my words are in your ear holes and in your heart. And it's nice to connect with you through this um, technology, (laughs) which has made it harder to connect authentically, to be fair. So we have to work against that all the time or with it. So anyway, okay. Love you all very, very much. So much love for uh, this month to come and just wishing you all the opportunity to really have your heart held in the hands of a, of a loved one to be seen, to be accepted and to be nourished. And I certainly love you myself. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your journey with you. Signing